Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 110. Sports coming from you live, coming to you live in the bar. I am Sean, joined with me. We have Off-Road Lieutenant Dan Andy. Yes, I am alive, and I don't have any legs. And Tony Katz. I'm also alive with both my legs. <laughs> and ha, Wonderful. <laughs> and he's lucky to, to have them. <laughs> all oh, of yeah. us are. We all have legs. Um, speaking of legs, you need legs to play uh, sports. You also need legs to enjoy life. Have you heard of wheelchair basketball? You selfish son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was getting at it is enjoying life. It comes with uh, listening to this podcast. So you're going to want to hit that subscribe button, you new uh, new people. Thank you for tuning in. You returning people, welcome back and thank you for coming back. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, like I said, and share with a friend. Check out our entertainment pods. Now that we have all that business out of the way, let's talk uh, some basketball or some sports. What do you say? Yeah, I think... Uh... I want to lead off with a, a bit of college basketball news. Um, yeah, the season just ended, but um, we've had some players uh, declare for the draft. Unsurprisingly, Zion Williamson did declare he is going to leave Duke after one year. But I think uh, more surprisingly is uh, we see the dissolution of the defending champions, Virginia. That uh, First they lost uh, Ty Jerome, said he's going to leave, and I think I think he said he's kind of a fringe first-round pick. Maybe we'll get picked at the end of the first round, early second round. Um, then DeAndre Hunter declared, not a surprise. He's their best NBA prospect, and he had a great championship game, so why not you know, go out on top? Then I think the uh, most surprising is Kyle Guy, which is just one of the best names out there for a six foot two white guy who happens to play on a college basketball team. He sounds like, like he's going to host a podcast. Which is like, who is that guy? And it's like, he's Guy. Just I'm like, Kyle Guy. You remember that guy? The funny, yeah, I mean guy? funny thing with Kyle Guy, too, is I remember when he first came on to Virginia... I think it was his freshman year. It was back when a lot of people were doing the top knot stuff, where like a lot of guys, that was the style a lot of them were doing, where their head, hair would be like shorter on the sides and then longer on top, and they would have like the top knot. And I remember like he like a man bun. Yeah, okay. but it was just kind of like a top knot because it wasn't really like a big time bun. It was more like I guess that makes sense. I've never heard it called that. Yeah, and so he was he was one of those guys that had it. I remember just watching him being like, dude, who the fuck is this guy? He was this little white guy. But uh, I like his hair a lot better now. It's normal, and yeah. he's matured. But it's just funny because you actually can see that maturity. As here he is as a freshman, you know, buzzed on the sides, long on the top, with, with a little ponytail bun going on, and then didn't win a championship. And then here he is, normal haircut, looks like a, a scholar, and he did win a championship. But uh, it, honestly, it doesn't surprise me because I think you know how difficult it is, and I think I agree. It's one of those things where it's like they're kind of like, oh, we'll finish off on top. You know, we get to go. We'll go to the draft. We just won the championship. I don't need to go and play another season. We won it. Now I'm gonna go try to go to the next level and get some money and try yeah. to make it to the pros. I mean, if you think you can do it and you just won a title, why not? I, I would do it. Get that degree. Come on. That's what I'm thinking. No one wants to be like Grant Hill anymore and just you know stay all four years. No, because he's gonna go do a deal with Adidas, and then he's gonna just make way too much money. He'll be fine. Um, there's a chance he doesn't even get drafted. Well, I want to say he probably has a manager, and they're like, "Yeah, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm got, I'm, I'm listening. I got my ear to the ground. I'm hearing some, some roaring about you." Yeah, that's usually what. If they you do. don't get drafted, yeah, you know, the NBA you actually go back to school. Like, 
Have so, they technically left school I mean, yet? Let, let me explain the rule to you. Explain yeah. the how rule. it all works. Everybody. So the NBA actually has a. Everyone, take a knee really quick. The NBA has a committee that gives advice to players on where they think you'll be drafted, so a that counselor? they so that they know. Okay, well, I'm supposed to be a high first round pick. Um, the rule is is that if that you hire an agent, the NCAA bans you from returning to school. So the NBA doesn't give a shit. This is not the NBA's doing. This is the NCAA. If you hire an agent, then you are no longer an amateur. So a lot of players actually declare without hiring an agent, and then they'll find out, oh, I'm a late second round. I'm going to go back for another year. Um, all three of these guys have declared and said they're hiring agents, so they're not coming back. So it's a, it's a bold move for them. But I, I don't know. Maybe Kyle Guy it's like 14 credits short, and he can go finish up in the summer or something. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes that happens. Well, I, what I'm year just, was he? Was he a junior? I think, I think they're all juniors. Uh, yeah, well, Kyle right. Guy hasn't declared yet, though, has he? No, he did. Oh, he did. I didn't yeah. see that part. No, it happened today. Cause, oh, so that's what it was. Okay, because I remember last yeah. night we were talking. Yeah. And we knew Jerome did. Well, in my opinion, then with Kyle Guy, now that I know that, that's obviously he because didn't he's stick looking around. exactly. <laughs> he's looking at it and being like, okay, Jerome's gone, Hunter's gone. I probably could have still tried to do something with one of them, but I can't do something with both of them gone. So he probably was like, screw it. Also, he probably thinks he's better than Jerome, and <laughs> if Jerome's going, he's probably like, well, then I can go. And yeah, that's do true. Something. Because I feel like Kyle Guy was more of their. I mean, Jerome's good, but I feel like Kyle Guy was more of like he was their better scorer. But Jerome was more of like the facilitator. Like Jerome's the one that found Hunter in the corner. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, they're kids. They probably could have been talking to each other outside of it and said, "Hey, fuck it, let's all go to the NBA." And it looks like that's what's happening. But and then uh, all get an apartment together. Speaking of uh, yeah, a reality the show. Detroit Pistons. Speaking yeah. of the NBA, what a. Uh, what a game last night, huh, Andy? It's been the NBA's. God uh, damn it! Had a good. I mean, I'll be honest. I was one of those guys saying last uh, on the last Monday or whenever we did the podcast last week. I think it was Monday about how or no Tuesday actually it was Tuesday because we watched the championship game Monday. Mm-hmm. So a week ago when we were doing this podcast, I was one of the guys that even said that ah, I'm not really into it. It's kind of boring. And so far, the the game ones, a couple of the early games in these rounds have not been boring. We saw Orlando as ten point underdogs upset Toronto. In Toronto, obviously. Which just, they just came yeah, back and, and then won. Toronto answered game two with like a 30-point win. Uh, and then it was ditto in the Philadelphia-New Jersey series. Mm-hmm. New Jersey, seven-point dogs, like six, six-and-a-half-point dogs at home, on the road. Beat Philadelphia, and then Philly comes back two, uh, a couple nights later and ends up winning that game also by like 20-something. But uh, the most exciting game by far so far happened last night when the L.A. Clippers were down at one point. 94 to 63 with, I want to say what, seven and a half or so minutes left in the third. Yeah. And then that gritty team, Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, Landry Shamet, Patrick Beverly's hardcore defense fought all the way back and ended up beating the, uh, the golden state warriors. I believe it was 135, 131. Yeah. What a game. What did the two of them have? 61 points combined. Yeah. Trez and, uh, Lou. Yeah, they just, they just know. That's insane. It reminds me of me on the court back oh, in like the oh, yeah. middle days, like 2011. Sweet Lou had, and Andy at the same person. No, I just had such a like a, oh, you a had rapport the with uh, my pick and roll mate. Called it pigs in, in a blanket. And you just knew where the person was going to be at all times. And it just it was such an advantage. And you could be two slow people. And you just If you knew know where the other one's going to be, you can get that pass off. And, yeah. I mean, it, it hasn't worked all the time. They've actually had a number of turnovers in these first two games but uh, it got Figuring it got to the it warriors and then 
Lou Williams just hit like incredibly tough shots. There was a shot towards the end where he had to hang in the air and let Clay Thompson pass by, and yeah. somehow I was, think that was the one to make it a one point game or something. It or? was it was very late and it was like it was incredible. It was like, I want to say yeah, they were down by three. I want to say that made it a one point game because then what happened? And then they hit a three. Was yeah because what happened after that was I remember was Curry or no Clay Thompson missed like a wide open three in the top yeah. of the key. And then that's when the Clippers got the rebound with, like, 50 seconds left or 55 seconds left. They dribble it in, and then uh, Shea got it pretty open, and he dribbled it in, and they kind of came to him, and he passed it to Landry Shamet, who took the three, well, nailed the it. End. That the that's what I'm talking end. about. Yeah. This is the end. That's what I'm, that's what I'm referring to. Yeah. Took the three to give them the lead, and then Steph Curry went up and uh, shot a three and missed, and then they got the rebound, and then it was Montrez Harrell. Dude, I, for whatever reason, I'm telling you, Ooh, bigs, that made me nervous. bigs come in clutch in the free throws when it's late in the game. I don't know what oh, it yeah. is, but these guys, the, the bigs are the ones that find a way for whatever reason. And he knocked down both those clutch free throws. And then it was funny because I remember, I think it was Ryan Hollins. I was watching the Fox sports West was like, Oh, so do you foul here? And I thought to myself, I'm like, absolutely not. Because first off, let him don't give him two free points. Let him shoot the high percentage shot. And then also on top of that, the way I was looking at it was there was only five seconds left. If they shoot a three, that ball's in the air for at least a second, yeah. second and a half. So even if yeah, he even makes make it, it you're, by the time you get the ball, you take a shot, three seconds have gone by. And at that point, it's like, okay, worst case, we're up one with one and a half to two seconds left. And then at that point, you just hope somebody, you know, makes their free throws. And regardless, you'd force a tough shot. Yeah. But I uh, think he was saying if, if he only made one out of two, they should, are they going to foul up three? Okay, yeah, you, that might yeah. have made more sense. But uh, but then you, you run into the problem of, like, Curry throws it up as soon as he yeah, touches it. And exactly. like, oh, it's a shooting foul, and the refs fuck the team over. And, but, uh, yeah. The other thing is, is the Clippers were a plus 940 money line on the site I use. And I remember I was over there and I was like, you know what? Uh, why? Because being around here, we get to watch the Clipper games on TV. So we know, especially you actually being Andy, being a big Clippers fan, we know that these, this Clipper team is not that bad. Like, sure, they, you look at their lineup and they have guys that are like, oh, who are these guys? But when we get to watch them all the time, we know that, hey, that's not a bad team. And on top of it, they have one of the best coaches. So, I saw them at nine to one odds, a little over nine, almost nine and a half to one odds, and I was like, "Well, I got to dabble a little bit on the money line." And so, sure enough, I put like a little bit of money on it, like 115 bucks, 110 bucks, and ended up winning a profit of a thousand dollars on the game. It's pretty solid. So that's how it's yeah. when you see those big underdogs like that, especially when it's just to win a game. I mean, that's kind of the value you see sometimes for a team just to win the whole thing. But if it's just for one game, it's like, hey, it's worth it, dude. Just all you need is a team to just show up, and especially in basketball, it's such a game of momentum. And that's what happened. Like that's when I really started thinking like they were maybe actually possibly going to do this is when they cut it to like seven points with like I don't even know how much time was left, like six minutes or yeah. so. And I was like, oh my god, they actually might do this. When it when it got close, I started getting worried. I think even after they took the lead, um, there was a game I we all watched together. I remember where the Clippers Warriors in Golden State, a great like back and forth game that Steph Curry won at the buzzer on a layup. And I was just like, oh, my God, that's what's going to happen here. That's what's going to happen here again. Clippers going to fight all the way back only to lose. It's like, yeah, when they were when they were down up by two, I thought for sure also that uh, Curry was going to hit like – was going to hit a th- stupid three. Like mm-hmm. when he threw up that one, I was like, oh, no. And then I thought – like even when the ball was in the air, I thought to myself like, okay, if he makes this, there's still some time for the Clippers to do something. But he yeah. missed. And then, yeah, it came down to the clutch free throws. Montrezl Harrell came through. So uh, – I'll tell you what, I was watching that entire game. And I even saw him down 31. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I, I was on my phone. I wasn't really, like, noticing. I was like, my God, it's already a 31-point lead. And I had been in India all weekend. I have I was pretty damn tired. It's like, 
it's a 27 point game it's going to a timeout or whatever it was commercial break I'm calling it an early night I'm going to bed I'm not going to watch the rest of this bloodbath I get a text from Tony I don't read it but I see it and I was like ah it's going to go off he's talking about the game it's like I'm going to put this in do not disturb mode I'm catching some Z's tonight I'm I'm catching uh, catching up on my sleep that I missed from the weekend at Coachella big mistake oh my god and then I have Hulu on my phone. It usually like it says it's recording all the basketball games, and I think it just deletes it like the next day or two for you. It's not on there. Huh. I couldn't watch it. I saw like a clip or two on uh, Instagram. God damn it. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. But uh, I mean, yeah. So it's been a good. So they're gonna win the series, right? Gonna... Yeah, it'll be interesting. They go back Momentum's home now. They, they, they come home for two. Who's to say they can't win yeah. at least one? If they win at least one, that guarantees they have to come back again at least. So it so, could be it could be exciting, but I just have one of those feelings, and I'm sure you agree with this. If this were to go to Game Seven, I just feel like the Warriors would play their absolute. And hold on, we out. haven't even yeah. brought up the fact that Demarcus Cousins Hell, yeah. is out. He's irrelevant. He was irrelevant in it, the series. Yes, maybe that's maybe so, but nevertheless, he's he's a very good asset for them. Yeah, they still have Thompson and Curry, but Demarcus is still going to stir the pot down low. Yeah, I don't much know. more than Bogut. I remember actually when uh, see, and that's what's going to hurt them is and we were already talking about this, is this team does not have depth. So it's like you've got Curry, Thompson, and Durant, and that's really all you need to stop. There's no real depth on that team. I mean, when you look at that bench that comes in, it's guys like, oh, McKinney, Quinn Cook, uh, Bogut, Jarebko. It's like it's really not that great of a team. And that's where I think the Clippers got them, obviously, was because mm-hmm. the Clippers have depth. And, uh, and Beverly is agitating the shit out of everyone out there. Yeah. He's doing his job. Dur- Durant is is lost. I think that's what – I think he's definitely leaving – not because he really hates the other guys or anything, but just because it's Curry's team. Like, you saw it mm-hmm. at the end of the game. I'm way more afraid of Curry, even though Durant is, like, just as good of a player. It just seems like it's Durant's not the guy you give the ball to at the end of the game. Even though he wasn't there at the end of the game because he fell out. But it just seems like Durant needs to go somewhere where he's the guy again. Like, he's still great in what he has won the last two finals MVPs, right? Yeah. But Curry's still... Curry's the guy in Golden State. Yeah, absolutely. So I think I think Durant's gonna. I think he kind of knows. He can kind of feel it. He's never gonna be nearly as beloved. But... No, and especially when they don't win the title this year. Well, I I still think they're going to in the end. This was on, this Andy. was my championship. I really I think the best part <laughs> is that. So uh, last night Ralph Lawler got to do the game. It was on local TV as well as yeah, national TV. Yeah, I got to catch that before I went to, to so, sleep. So yeah, if you don't know, he he's retiring after 40 years. With, he's been with the Clippers. The entire time they've been the Clippers, like all the way back to San Diego days. You ever get to meet him, Andy? Um, no, I think I was close to him, but I don't think I ever close shook his him. hand or anything. Um, Andy had season but, seats. But for yeah, the, the last game, the last game of the year, he did it with his old. He did the game with his old broadcasting partner, Bill Wall, and then it was absolutely nuts. And I would, I would suggest you go uh, look up some of those highlights from that game, some of the things Bill Walden said, and, you know about. <laughs> Um, D League people who play in the D League and the NBA they're called are two way players and uh, he had a comment about that and it's like well you you can't really say that but he, what he said is what are they going to do fire me because he was just a, a guest replacement and obviously Ralph Lawler was retiring yeah but um, he'll get another game now because game five will also have that same situation where there'll be a local broadcast and a national TV broadcast. Why is that? So, Just for, why not for games three and four? I I don't know how that works. Something to do. I mean, obviously, TNT, they, like 
ABC doesn't want any um, competitor to their oh, it's thing. on ABC. So their first game is on ABC, and game four will be on ABC as well. So Ugh, um, stupid. But yeah, so he, he said something like, "Hey, I've made a dinner reservation oh, in yeah, Oakland." I was listening <laughs> to that too. That was pretty funny because remember how like he's like, "Well, I'm coming back no matter what because I made that dinner reservation." And then Ryan Hollins is like, "Well, you see more basketball than me, so I'm gonna have to make a reservation myself." No. <laughs> and then it was funny because that was when they were down by I want like eight or nine. That was when they were still. He just had a feeling. I mean, they were the way they were playing, and like even Holland said to him, he's like, "You've played, you've watched enough, a lot more basketball than me. You know, when you you know see something going on." And sure enough, but uh, Holland said said one of the dumbest things I think I'd ever heard. He said something about Curry, like, "There's only three people who have the combination of playmaking and scoring," and it was like Curry, Jordan, and LeBron, and it was like. There's so many other like like James Harden's right I was here. Just, I would say James Harden's <laughs> definitely <laughs> the most comparable. And it's like, how about all the other guys throughout history? Yeah, it's like, that's a little hyperbole there. But uh, anyway, so that's uh, <clears throat> moving on to another playoff sport that's had even crazier upsets. One in particular was uh, is the NHL. So far, uh, the biggest upset, the biggest favorite, the team that dominated the season. They were number one in goal scoring. They were in the top like five in defense. Number one in the power play. I want to say they were even like number one in the penalty kill. Yeah. Won the best record by miles. The Tampa Bay Lightning go into the playoffs as the number one seed. Game one, it looks exactly how it looked like it was going to look. They go up 3-0 in the first like period and a half. It's looking good. Tampa Bay, I mean not Tampa Bay, Columbus storms back in game one to win that game 4-3 and never looked back after as of about an hour and a half ago or so. The Columbus Blue Jackets have swept the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Tampa Bay Lightning are now eliminated from the playoffs. And uh, also, the Pittsburgh Penguins got swept by the Islanders. I think, I mean, the Islanders were technically the better team, uh, seeding-wise. So that's really not a surprise that they moved on in the series. But I thought for sure Pittsburgh would have given them a fight. But yeah, and- Pittsburgh's usually all or nothing. They usually get eliminated early or they end up winning the whole thing. So Well, it seems like the last five years they've been there at least. Yeah. But... uh. My whole thing that I'm just going to say really quickly, because I th- swear I've seen this before in the NHL, and I don't know why it's the NHL. If we uh, were able to get a hold of Goose, our guy yeah. that's been on here before, he'd be able to maybe tell us because he's, he's our hockey guy also. But uh, I've seen it before where it's like I've seen number one seeds get eliminated by lower seeds, and my whole reasoning of it is because it's a whole thing of playoff mode. Tampa Bay Lightning clinched the playoffs and honestly ended up like months ago, honestly, and ended up clinching home ice even like weeks ago. So they were in cruise control, not caring as much for a long time. While then you have a team like Columbus who was fighting to get into the playoffs all the way until like the last week of the season. And I think it's just that intensity of that Columbus goes into the playoffs already with that do or die fight while Columbus is kind of like, Oh, we're, I mean, while it's my bad. While Tampa Bay is like, Oh, well we've already had the best record. Like we're, we've been in cruise control. Like we'll just get back into it. And you end up finding yourself, in a hole like they did and you can't climb out of it and that's what happened i think columbus was just has been in a playoff mode and tampa bay's been in cruise control and it ended up getting them unfortunately that doesn't obviously happen for all teams but i'm just saying like i've seen that happen before i've seen eight seeds win it in the stanley cup before and i've always or in the nhl playoffs and i've always said that i really do think it's because these teams get into fight mode for all the way up until the last week, the last day sometimes to get in and they bring that into the playoffs while some teams that have, you know, clinched a playoff spot a while back, they kind of are just like whatever. They're resting people. You kind of 
you know, things happen. Well, you think it was just that that game one was like just the knockout punch. It was like Mike Tyson not expecting that kind of punch, and he couldn't they couldn't actually recover because yeah. like that was that ended up being like the closest game in the series, right? All these other Columbus really took it to him in these last three games. Yeah, Columbus did. Uh... So you think they they not only did they come back from three down, but then over the course of the rest of the series, so if you take out those first three goals that Tampa scored, like what was the scoring difference? It's like uh, crazy. I can to... actually uh, actually get us those uh, numbers right now as I am uh, looking and, it up. Yeah, hockey is just a different sport. You'd say that the equivalent of this, if you're a basketball fan, would be that year the Warriors won the 73 games. Is if they got swept by the eight seed that year? Who I don't know who that was. Maybe a, a poor Memphis team or so the, the Pelicans or something. But it's like you just don't see that in the NBA. You so see, that, yeah. So that was the closest game. Tampa Bay. Won, I mean, uh, Columbus won that first game four to three, then came back two days later and won five to one, and then came home and won three to one, and then won today seven to three. So today, I guarantee it just got they just quit. So that's they basically averaged a five to. Two game over the last. Yeah, <laughs> that's rough. Yeah, like I they said, just... that, that team, the the Mavs team that lost to the Warriors that one year, where it's like that was a good series with good games. These weren't. Well, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Is is it the biggest upset that we've ever seen in in playoffs? To see like just how the extent to how good Tampa was yeah I and mean, it's definitely going to be up there I think whether and whether you want to say it was like one of the biggest upsets ever I think what you have to say also is not just that but the fact that it was a sweep it'd be one thing if yeah. Columbus did win it in six games and seven games but the fact that they took it to him like that is more of I think what people would say is like more of like wow that was like such an upset because of the fact of how bad they did take it to him but I mean you know, we'll see, but uh, the two teams that are, or one of the teams that I think is looking really good right now, and they're already up 1-0, uh, and the game's only like five minutes in, is Vegas. Vegas was the Cinderella team that got all the way to the finals last year, and they're looking good again. They're up 1-0 right now on San Jose. They're at home. They're up 2-1 in the series. If they win this game, they're going to go up 3-1, and they just, they looked good again. Flurry was making some incredible saves again the other night. They added a key addition at the trade deadline this year. And Matt Stone, who's a good goal scorer that they picked up from Ottawa. And uh, ever since they got him, it just seems like that offense has really been gelling and they're scoring goals. So, I mean, right now I would say, like, Vegas is definitely one of the teams I think you want to go uh, put your money on. And another thing that I'm hoping to see in the East is I would love to see Toronto face the Islanders in the Eastern Finals because that's the only way they would meet. And it would be John Tavares, who was traded from the Islanders to go to Toronto, or not traded, signed with the Islanders, signed with Toronto from the Islanders, uh, going against his former team because just look it up, look up some videos. The fans of New York of the Islanders do not like Jonathan Tavares anymore. They just yell at him. They cuss at him. They scream at him. They do it all. And it would be very interesting to see him have to go to New York in the Eastern finals and try to beat his old team. And we could very much see the Islanders in the finals. I mean, I think it's yeah. pretty impressive that they did do what they did to uh, the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. And then they had the number like, they had their two goalies that they use were both in like the top five and all the main goalie stats this year in the NHL. So they have like a good one, two punch, which is kind of rare. Usually it's one guy. So what that tells me is if one of them has a bad game, you can just bring in the other one and give the other one a rest. And it's not a big deal. It's not like, Oh, we're just dependent on this goalie has to start all our games or we're fucked. Cause that is kind of what happens in the NHL. Well, you think uh, they'll figure one out if they get that far that they'll figure out who they think is their best guy. And then 
probably ride that guy. But uh, that would that would be a good uh, finals because that's two two teams with great fan bases that haven't had playoff success in quite a while, especially uh, Toronto. I think if people know their story that it's they haven't won a Stanley Cup since like the '60s or something, while they're you know one of the original teams, and it's Toronto, the biggest city in Canada. That's like they're they're absolutely desperate for something, and it looks like it's kind of breaking for them with uh, the Lightning getting eliminated. Uh, they're up two one in their series, right over Boston, Who? Toronto. The Toronto, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so uh, easier path. We're, we're gonna definitely there. see some uh, these hockey games. Whether you're a fan or not, you really you should tune in. We've got some. Uh, there's already been some good matchups, and it's just gonna keep getting better because, like you said, we're gonna see Columbus versus Toronto or Boston, and then we're gonna see the Islanders most likely against Washington, and then we're gonna see most likely, in my opinion, Vegas, and I forget who they would possibly play. I think it would be like Dallas or Nashville, which is I think two one Nashville right now. And uh, then the other teams in the West, St. Louis and Winnipeg has been a great series. Whoever wins that is going to be have a good series against uh, either Calgary or uh, Colorado. And Colorado is actually up 2-1 on Calgary, and Calgary was the one seed. So, I mean, there's a chance we see both, both the one seeds eliminated in the first round. And that's the beauty of the NHL playoffs, because we were even talking about this in the NBA. You're not going to see the Bucks and Warriors. Maybe the Warriors, Andy. We'll, we'll hope yeah, for the Warriors. Hopefully the Warriors. Hope. But for sure, you're not, I'll say it right now, you're not going to see the Bucks get eliminated in the first no, round. No, no. If you saw mm. Blake Griffin... They don't even think. They it's don't know if they're going to play him yeah, at all because it's not done. worth it. He's There's never no chance. Back. Yeah, but uh, so anyway, uh, what uh, I actually would like to bring up something that we didn't even talk about in our pregame discussion. Oh, okay. Wild card here. Wow, it's going off script. Yeah. Tiger Woods. That's, oh my oh god. Oh my god. How, How do we, we not? I brought it up. Because it, it happened. <laughs> but not in like the in the pre-pod. I just said I'm watching yeah, the yeah. shows. But when we were watching it and. Uh, yeah, I think it's yeah, it's probably because it's been a couple days. Well, I watched but, it yesterday. Uh, okay, well, maybe a day what? for some. <laughs> well, because I was gone all weekend. I was at Coachella, which but I'll talk about. You knew he on won, right? You didn't yes, say I got. Okay. I have ESPN on my watch, Andy. Come he's on. got. He's got social media also. Yeah. It was on everything. But uh, yeah, Tiger Woods. I remember. I woke up that. Uh, I've actually had a good. I'm not gonna lie. I've had a good weekend on uh, the last three days on big underdogs. I'm not gonna say he wasn't a big underdog because I did the bet on Sunday, but he. I woke up Sunday morning because, for those of you that know, uh, they had to start it very early because there was rain in the forecast. Mm-hmm. So they started it at like 6 a.m. or no, like 6 a.m. Yeah, our time. Yeah, he said he was it, up at like 3:40 this he, uh, that morning, right? He was up. Um, he he started like 6 a.m. our time. Yeah. But the other guys started even earlier. Yeah, like 4 a.m. our time or he something. He was he the, yeah he was the final grouping right. Oh yeah. With Molinari. It was him Molinari. And they, and, they choked. Uh, uh, was it Tony? Fanoi. 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 They were all golfing, you know, whatever. Molinari looked, uh, came out good. I th- want to say at one point Molinari was 13 under and Woods was 10 under, like at the yeah, fourth, like fifth hole. So I woke up around yeah, the... Yeah, I wouldn't know because I wasn't awake yet. Yeah, I woke, that's what I was getting at too. I woke up around the eighth hole or something, and I saw that. I think Woods was, I think he was 11 under and Molinari was 13 under, and then obviously a few other guys had gotten in there. I mean, it's too much to remember. But uh, I remember looking at it, and Woods was like, Plus 300, so three to one odds. And I was just like, you know what? Screw it. I'll put a little bit on to win some money. Like, why not? I want to be able to cheer for this. And right after I did that, it was a hole or two later is when Molinari had that 
hole where he went into the water. And that's what he, I think he double bogeyed that hole and Woods parred or something or birdied and Woods jumped him right there. And Molinari after that just never came back. He never got it together. He struggled. And then you had other guys coming back. And what I noticed was there was this one guy, Patrick Cantley, who actually went to a local high school around here, Servite. He took the lead and then was tied with the lead with the Schofley or whatever his name is. Xander Schofley or whatever. Yeah, yeah, something like that. We'll just call him Schofley. Uh, those two took the lead, and I noticed something. The moment those two took the lead, a couple holes later, they both, like, especially Cantley, just collapsed. And I just almost feel like it was just too much, that pressure well, kind of. Like, you're six holes away in the Masters, seven holes. You have the lead. Granted, there was, like, Tiger was, like, three holes behind Cantley still. So, I mean, there was a lot to happen. But it's just a real thing. Like, I, I think it really got to him, and they both really started to struggle. And then they ended up slowly going down. And then next thing you know, there's a couple holes to go, and the guys that are actually up there were, like, the main veteran pros like Fowler had made his way back into it a little bit, but then Dustin Johnson had made his way into it. And then Kopka was right there again. And then it was woods and uh, Kopka missed a big birdie putt on 18. That would have put him up to 13 under, I believe. Which was the final score ended up being right. Yeah. Because what, and woods was 14 under at the time, but it would have forced woods to have to at least par and woods ended up because he knew he was a couple strokes ahead. He played that last hole very safe hit a three wood off the tee instead of his driver played it safe was chipping and found his way in for a like three a two putt to win the birdie i mean not the birdie wow the bogey i mean but uh but by the time he got on the green he was already just putting for like par pretty much i think and he almost made that par putt which actually would have been a lot better because it was a pretty yeah. deep putt it was like a 12 foot foot putt or so but then he ended up getting the easy like two three foot putt for the win and yeah it was a good moment you know, whether you're a big sports fan or not, like seeing him, it was, even I almost, I was watching that. Even I like almost teared up because it really was, it was just something like you never thought he was very emotional. You'd see it. It was, and how you would expect because he went through a lot. I mean, yeah, there's going to be people out there that are not a fan of his because of the stuff with his wife. But mm-hmm. I mean, well, even beyond that, two years ago, they said on there, like he's like, my back is so jacked up. Yeah. I might not golf again. And that's what people like, I think forget is after all that, he really did hit rock bottom. He, his back was really fucked up. He had some like ACL or something surgeries and stuff. And then he was obviously had the DUI incident where he was mm-hmm. arrested on his like sleeping pills or whatever he was on. Yeah. I don't know exactly what they were. And sleeping pills, I think. And that was what he said too. They said he actually got it. He got it. He admitted he got addicted to the painkillers after all the painkillers for his back and stuff. And I guess I want to say at one point, if I heard it correctly, he was also like suicidal and whatnot. So it's just, he came a long way and it, he's, the thing is, is, there's a 99% more love for him than hate, I think, because oh, there's yeah. love look at those people story. like, and that's the one thing that I think, well, it's not just that too, it's the comeback story. Plus it's him, but also it's like Molinari. I think that's what like affected him. Cause he even basically like said, it, it's like, usually when you're at a golf tournament, it's everyone's cheering for just good golf. There's yeah. no one like out there. It's not like happy Gilmore where everybody's yeah. like <laughs> cheering, cheering for happy Gilmore. But when it's tiger woods, it really was like everybody was cheering for tiger he woods, was a happy Gilmore. And he ended up, it really was like, Molinari was playing in a yeah, hold on. Did like you see a, on, on the, the road the seventh hole? He signed some tits. Did he? No. <laughs> was, I saw there was a beach ball in one hole when Molinari was putting. But uh, it was just even Molinari even said it in the interview. He's like, "Yeah, I think I made some fans with those double those two double bogeys I had." <laughs> and it's true. I mean, it's they know it. I can only imagine when you're being out there. Like you've got like I remember. I think it was the 16th hole when Tiger Woods drove it, and then right behind him you see just Michael Phelps just yeah. cheering. <laughs> 
And even the announcer was like, oh, you've got Michael Phelps right behind Great golfer Jerry. and a great swimmer. And it was just like, it just shows you like, like everybody wanted him. And he, I always say this, the two people that remind me the same when they get in those rhythms are him and Kobe because they just put on mm-hmm. this face that's just kind of like, I'm in the zone. Don't even look at me. Don't even talk to me. Yeah. You can't, even if you look at me and talk to me, I'm not going to hear you or see you. Mm-hmm. You just go into these mentalities and they, uh, I was happy you won. It really was. It was a good moment to see. And yeah, I'll say this, that approach shot on 18, that was like something I would do. Like he came up way shy to the right on, of the green. It's like, what the hell was that? But I mean, at that point you kind of knew it was like, well, he has what? Five yeah. shots to tie. Yeah. That was the like, worst case was going to be a double bogey to tie. So it was okay. But it's like, wow, did that yeah, he really happen? Had, My he only actually... assumption is because like when Molinari hit the, the tree to go in the water, he was nervous that he was going to hit the tree. And so he kind of did something different. Um, but yeah, I was like, yeah, I think he actually had five shots to tie. Oh yeah. no, five shots to win. Cause he could bogey and it was, oh, a was it five shots to win? cause he was up, uh, by two strokes. Now that's why they're saying if Copco would have made that birdie on yeah, 18, it would have really made things exciting. He barely missed it too. Uh-huh. He went just over the edge. Oh, but, yeah. uh, no, you no. know, uh, and also the biggest thing with that is, uh, Vegas actually took a big hit on tiger winning. And we always talk about this. If you look at a lot of, I was, I've been saying this the, uh, for a long time is when you look at tiger's, uh, odds for every tournament, he's always like 11 to one or 12 to one, which is always like in the top five favorites. When in reality, it's like the way he's playing, he should truthfully be like 40 to one or 50 to one. But Vegas is so afraid of him yeah. because they know at any given mo- Sunday, really he could win and that they know people are going to just pour money on him because he's such a favorite well, person to like for people. You had that, uh, stockbroker in well, Wisconsin. That's, yeah. That's what I was going to get at. The guy that the guy that put it down eighty five thousand. He's never bet on a sports game in his life. He claims. Yeah, eighty five thousand dollar bet won like one point one or one point nine. One point one nine million dollars. Yeah, so almost one point two million. And that was the thing is because and that obviously hit him and then. And and keep in mind, he lives in Wisconsin. Yeah, that's all the money in the world. Yeah, yeah. The other thing with that is I think I saw it was like almost eighty percent of the live bets in the last two days. We're on Tiger. So, like, what you did right there. Jesus. People in the middle of the tournament, <laughs> yeah, they exactly. all That's wanted to I bet on Tiger. So, like, they didn't know they didn't know how to price it. Like, they just... That's so then crazy. the fact that... I mean, it's how, it's how it works. They, they can afford it. But if he didn't win, they would have won a lot of money. But oh, yeah. But <laughs> worked out the other way. So... That's what happens. Yeah, that That's was a Vegas. very exciting Masters. But, I mean, that's what every everyone I talked about or listened to talking about the odds for the Masters, like... You know, no, Tiger, Tiger's 12 to 1. That's ridiculous. That's just ridiculous. He's, you know, the third favorite behind, like, Rory and I forgot someone else. And it's like, he shouldn't be up there. So you're dumb if you bet on him. But it's like when you're betting on a guy to win a tournament, you never know. But, yeah, so. he, uh, he did well. I think uh, I think the next one he'll be, you know, yeah, under 10 to 1, we'll say. A little different. Oh, yeah. He'll be the favorite for yeah. sure, probably. And I feel bad for Dustin Johnson. Got another Why? second. He still hasn't won. He's married to Paulina Gretzky. He's doing yeah. fine. But in the in his post round interview on Saturday, he's like he had a good round, but he's still I think like eight under. And like, what are you gonna need to do to win this tournament? And he's like, probably need to get to at least fourteen. And he's like, well, he was right. <laughs> Actually, I do remember that interview. That's pretty funny. <laughs> These guys know their stuff. Some yeah. Illuminati stuff. Well, it's just weird to like ask a guy who I think when he had finished that he was like now back up to like third or something. It's like, oh, you're back in this, and he's like. He kind of knew, like, no, not really. Because when the other guys finish, they'll be at 11 under and just... Yeah. yeah. But th- it's everything uh, CBS could have asked for. So. 
yeah. Oh yeah, you couldn't ask for a better one from uh, you know a, a network uh, standpoint. I think maybe CBS. This makes up for uh, Duke getting eliminated early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for CBS, but uh, no, I agree. They they talked about a long time ago with uh, the ratings when Tiger Woods is in was actually in contention on a Sunday the golf ratings go up they said by like a ridiculous it was like over 100% it was like a stupid number and uh, Phoenix just sold out yeah and it was it reminds me of the Tiger of uh, Happy, Happy Gilmore, Gilmore thing exactly. where it's basically like already where he's like get this guy off the tour and it's like no our ratings are too good and it's true it's like that's what it is with Tiger it's like he they, they love when he's in contention on a Sunday because it's like they're everyone's tuning I mean everybody was talking about it mm-hmm. I mean I, I like golf. Obviously, I golf. I w- will watch golf, but I don't can't remember the last time I sat down and actually watched ten holes, other than the the, the Vegas one. The, yeah, yeah, the Mickelson that was versus the only, Tiger. Like, different kind of. But that was thing. for different reasons because it was new and it was also I had some money on it. But yeah, I used to as a kid with my my dad, but I feel like lately, like not in a not in a while. Maybe like why you're doing errands or chores. Well, I ended up missing the entire Sunday because I I was under the impression that he was going to start at 9:30 Pacific time. <laughs> he's like that's still two hours earlier earlier than normal. So you know, by the time I woke up, yeah, it was that. That's when uh, Cantley was in the lead for a second there, but I saw he'd already finished, and I was like, no, it's not going to hold. Yeah, I was um, able to uh, fire it up in the afternoon on Monday and watch the whole thing. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was it was good, but uh, we had other news to discuss. Because I know the Masters was a uh, we had forgotten about that, so I had to shove that in there really quick. Yeah. No, it was important that we did. Yes, good job, Tony. Thank you. But uh, Andy, what uh, what else is on the menu here for you? I know you um, wanted to discuss something. Just that uh, Russell Wilson got paid. That was a big story. Yes, Russell Wilson. So okay, the last minute. Because I've been on a, I'll get to this story in entertainment, but I've been on a little bit of an injured reserve this week. So I've had work off. I have work off this week. So I, uh, other than this job right here. And I have, uh, I've been at home, so I've got to watch shows that I never watched. And one of them was, uh, is it, which one's the, is it First Take with, uh, Skip? Or no, no, Skip's on the other channel. That's Disruption. Yeah. So First, first Take is Stephen A. Okay, and... yeah. So that's the one I watched. So you're Max part Kellerman. of the, the farting, uh, controversy? Yeah, well, we don't need, I <laughs> don't care about that. But, uh, I, uh, anyway, I was watching it and they were discussing is Russell Wilson with this new extension going to win a Super Bowl with Seattle in the next four years? And they said it's definitely possible because he's got the good coach. He's got a good GM. He's a good quarterback. He's been there before. Yada, yada, yada. But then, like, Stephen A. said, it's definitely possible. But says, like, he thinks there's too much competition still in the NFC because you have the Rams. You have the Cowboys. You have the Aaron Rodgers. You have the Bears. But uh, Max Kellerman was uh, adamant saying he thinks Russell Wilson will win one in the next four years. But uh, I don't know. What do you think? Is this uh, Does Seattle have the weapons to have uh, him so when when Seattle won, Wilson was getting paid like a million dollars. Yeah, and so they were able to have an oh, they had team. a ridiculous defense. So they're not they're never gonna have that again now with Russell Wilson making thirty five million a year. You wanna hear something bold? I think it's possible in three or four years Seattle's the worst team in that division because I think the Rams are gonna be at the top for a while with the young quarterback in Goff, and then we look at San Francisco once Garoppolo gets back. That's a team that's could be on the rise maybe i mean i still think they're not very good but we'll see and then arizona give them a few years new coach if they do get kyler murray let's just say he pans out let's just say he pans out rosen is going to pan out and be amazing for another team though unfortunately andy trust me rosen this won't be the end of rosen even if kyler murray does get drafted and takes over it won't be the end of rosen rosen will end up somewhere in a year or two and just redo his career like a lot of people have done before he's still young what is he like 23 20 not even like steve young 21 probably so uh 
anyway, I think uh, I think it's possible that in not saying right now by any means, but in three four years, if it's possible, Seattle might be the worst team in that division. Yeah. Also, their good coach is like. 70 years old now. Also every, one of the older coaches. And also every year it seems like, is this it for Pete Carroll? Yeah. Is this it for Pete Carroll? So. so pretty soon it's going to be it for Pete Carroll. That's very – he called me ominous. So. Okay, well, I was talking about for the league. So you went straight to Jeez, darkness. Andy, that we is should have known ominous. I was talking about uh, – God, retirement. He, yeah, for a second he thought everybody was talking – was always talking about stuff. Andy, Death. a crypt keeper. Yeah, Andy. But uh, – Market minute wanna, 36 for ominous Andy. Pretty late, actually. Right. Well, you, want to, you want to move across the pond now, Tony? You're talking yes. Wembley. Yes. <laughs> Let's move across. Across the entire Atlantic Ocean, into Italy. Oh, we're in Europe. Yeah. And we were. It wasn't Italy. It was in Italy. Um. Yes. So something we hardly talk about is uh, soccer. But when we do talk about soccer, it's because it's big news. And so we've talked about this before. We've done it. We talked about it last year on our podcast, the Champions League. Everyone in here is familiar with the Champions League because last year we watched the Champions League finals. Yes, we did. Which was Liverpool versus Real Madrid. And if you guys remember, Liverpool got just pretty much fucked in that game. They, their best goal scorer got knocked out of the game in like the 20th minute. And then Real Madrid scored some goals, ended up winning the game. I want to say it was 3-1 to one or something like that. 3-1, to 4-1. to one. And I also, mean, if we remember, the, I just the goalie re- remembered this. Yes, the goalie times. had two goals go by him that were just like, what are you doing? And that would not be the case this year for Liverpool because Liverpool actually has one of the best goalkeepers in the world now, uh, Allison. I don't even know his first name. He just goes by Allison. That's a good name. But uh, anyway, Liverpool, though, speaking of them, they uh, are still in it, but they lost to Real Madrid, and it was Ronaldo and Real Madrid's third straight finals. And the reason that's important is because Ronaldo then left Real Madrid after this last season to go join Juventus, which is Italy's best team, and it just made Italy's best team even more of Italy's best team because Italy is not a very strong league other than Juventus. They just pick on that division. And uh, so anyway, Champions League, the final eight teams were set, and Ajax was playing – no, I'm sorry, the final 16 teams were set, and Ajax was playing Real Madrid in the first round. Where are they at? Netherlands. Okay. So Ajax played Real Madrid in the first round, and I forget what the aggregate was going into the uh, the game in Real Madrid, but Ajax ended up winning that game like four to one, I think, or four to two, five to. Two. It was something ridiculous. I can actually try to find it here, but uh, anyway, they won and eliminated Real Madrid. So they eliminated the team that had won it three years in a row. So then today they go and they face. Juventus and uh, they had played the first leg in uh, Nether- in the Netherlands and uh, they drew 1-1 and the way it works is you know we, with aggregates so you play two games one home one away and whoever has more goals in the two games but away goals count as two pretty much so if there was a tie like 2-2 two to two and one team won 2-0 at home and the other team won or whatever however it would work but if you had more away goals then so if the, each game was three to one, but one of those three goal, uh, one team had the three goals on the road or whatever. Yeah. So they would uh, move on. So the away goals count more, and uh, Ajax ended up going to Juventus. They uh, got a goal early on after, right after Ronaldo scored actually. So that made it one one in the game and two two aggregate, but they both had an away goal, so the game was tied. And then Ajax scored in the sixty something minute today that actually led them to uh, 
it led them to being up 2-1 in the game, but technically up by two goals in the aggregate because if Juventus would have scored again to make it 2-2, they still would have moved on because of their yeah. more away goals. And uh, so sorry if that's all very confusing. It is. It's it's not that confusing, but it's, it's the metric system. It's just like how that. it works yeah. out there in yeah. Europe. So uh, it didn't none of that matter because Ajax did just end up winning the game straight up. So not only did this team beat Real Madrid, the defending champion, then they went and beat the reason why Real Madrid won the last three champions by beating Cristiano Ronaldo. And the thing I like about this team, and I watched them. I actually did a live bet on them today and won some money on them. I got them at four to one odds. And the reason why I like this team so much is because they don't, even when they're up, like if they're up by three goals or they're up by two goals, they don't play like they're in the lead. A lot of teams, when they're in the lead, they start playing defensive and they sit back and they play defense and they just let the other team kind of attack, attack and just play defense. This team doesn't do that. They continue to fight. They act like they're down by three goals, even when they're up by three goals and they just continue to put that pressure on you. And that's how it needs to be done. And that's what they do. And they play with that, what do we got to lose attitude? Because they're not a, yeah, they're a good team in the Netherlands division. They're the best team, but they're not compared, when you compare it to the world, like the teams that are going to be left with them, Barcelona, uh, Liverpool, Manchester City, Tottenham, like these teams that they had to play with in this, even in the final eight are not teams that they're compatible with really. Like these are world-class teams and they're just a good team. And it's just amazing the way they're playing. And I'll tell you what, I, don't know what's going to stop them. I would have loved to see what their odds were to start the Champions League, but uh, I'm sure that'll come about, especially if they do get to the finals, because they're going to be one of those teams that everybody's like going to start to watch and be like, "Well, wait a minute, who is this team?" But uh, regardless, it's going to be exciting when they, uh, whoever they get matched with next, whether they get matched against Barcelona, and then the other two games are tomorrow, and it looks like it's going to be Liverpool's probably going to advance, and then. I would guess Manchester City advances, but they're currently down 1-0 in the aggregate. So if Tottenham does get that away goal tomorrow, it could be very interesting for Manchester City. So we'll have to see. But so that'll be that'll be the final four there. Yeah, my guess on the final that four was, uh, is who someone beat Manchester United today. Yeah, Barcelona. Yeah, so Barcelona and Ajax are already in, yeah. and it's gonna be we're gonna find out tomorrow, and it's most likely gonna be Liverpool, and then because uh, they're up 2-0 on their aggregate, and they'll they shouldn't have a problem against Porto, and. Uh, but the City and Tottenham game should be interesting. But I, I'm going to guess City can will do it. But, again, City didn't get an away goal. So it, it might hurt them. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, that was the – it's going to be exciting again. I mean, I would especially if Liverpool's in the finals again, I would love if we all went and watched it again. Regardless of who's in it, it was a lot of fun last year watching it. We all got a pretty good buzz on We tried to go to uh, that Irish bar. Yeah, the All-Dubliner. And then we ended up at a bowling alley, and it was yeah, and awesome. I was, honestly, I would say it was better. It was a huge screen. Yeah, I would have It was inexpensive. It. So on at 10 in the morning, nothing crowded. Yeah, we were on the bar top by ourselves with literally, like, us, and then some people trickled in, but it was My mainly My brother-in-law us. came. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good time. Good time. I mean, we might just, for tradition, might just want to watch whoever plays there again. Because it was really, it was it was a perfect setup. Yeah, the, the line game on. was stupid. Yeah, at the, uh, it was the Irish bar, and it wouldn't even have been fun even if we were in there. And especially since no, not at losing. all. So even if Liverpool is in the is in the finals again, I don't plan on even attempting to go back there. It just would not be the same. It wouldn't be fun. When is that game? The finals. I actually do not know when it would be because the semifinals will start. I imagine in a couple weeks. So I want to say the finals will be in. End of May, I want to say, because it's just one game. Yeah, last in the last time was, was around end of May. You know, yeah. there's a chance our house will be done. Oh, that could be a good. Uh, we could watch it on their little uh, California living room area. That would too. be a nice, a perfect little like watch with party our 70 inch TV. Oh, I like the okay. sound of that. 
Could be doing that. We'll see. We'll see. We can't wait. But if you guys are following us on uh, Tony's Take, well, we're not invited. Sorry. No, no, no. But you're seeing the uh, the progress on the studio along the way. We're we're in there every couple of days or a week or so and posting just what the studio is looking like. It's it's coming along. Maybe it's, I should uh, check along. it out then. <laughs> I don't know how to access these photos. I know, Andy. We just posted your Coachella <laughs> photo. You're back in town. All right. What? Uh, anything else on the sports? We uh, quickly, I think, wanted to discuss the slow start to the World Champion Boston Red Sox. Yeah, it's important we get a bit of baseball out there yeah, every week. Yeah, because that is going to be the one that's going to be our main topic for uh, probably a month or so. Like, there's going to be a time. In, there's going to be a time in June and July where we're just going to be like, sorry. <laughs> It's just baseball right now, and maybe some NFL offseason news. Maybe some trade. I mean, some trades in the NBA also. Not trades, but oh yeah, agents. that's the hottest time in the NBA. But uh, find out where Kevin Durant goes. So I'm gonna give my. I'll give my take really quick, and I'll see what Andy thinks. I watched the Boston Red Sox game yesterday when they got annihilated on Patriots Day. By the way, Happy Patriots Day oh, out yeah. there to the Boston. We didn't even talk about the marathon. No. <laughs> Actually, ironically, I'm sorry. I, the lady, the girl that did finish third place for women in the Boston Marathon, she was the first United States girl. She was a big-time cross-country runner. She's my year when I was running cross-country. So I actually knew of her in high school, and she dominated. And it's actually pretty cool to see her 10 years later, actually, finishing third in the Boston Marathon. Respect. She's this little – she looks the same. She's just very this small little blonde chick that uh, – I don't know what it is with running. I don't know if it's because if you're, like, a serious runner like that. I don't know if maybe it's certain stuff you put in your body. But she – even though she's my age, she's, like, 28 or 7 or whatever. But she also looks like she could pass her, like, a – 38 year old mom oh wow so i don't know what like the i'll let you guys be the judge of it later what you think but uh <laughs> we don't but judge uh people here on this podcast don't anyway sorry. patriots day there. no she looks good so anyway patriots day was yesterday and we the boston red sox it's tradition they'd play at uh, 11 in the morning in boston obviously and they do their uh game and they were playing the baltimore orioles who are somehow winning games and they're not good yeah. and uh bought baltimore made uh boston look like Little boys. They beat him 8-1. to one. It was embarrassing. Chris Davis hit his first home run of the season. I watched it. And the best part about it, it was a 3-1 count, and the guy threw a ball. It was definitely a ball outside. Chris Davis watched it, was getting to get ready to walk to first. The umpire calls a strike. So it's like, okay, that was a little outside. Chris Davis must be thinking, like, this is just how my season's going. Next pitch into the bullpens. Chris Davis, two-run bomb. His first home run of the year. He even, like, kind of dropped the bat and watched it a little bit because you could tell that was just a – Big burden off his shoulders. Yeah, still got it. To yeah. finally hit a bomb again. But uh, anyway, and for those of you that don't know the reason why, Chris Davis started the season off 0 for 54, I think, or was it 0 for 58? It's something. It broke the record. We'll say that. Yeah, it it, I want to say at one point it was 0 for 59 or something. But anyway, <laughs> big windstorm outside. If you, if you guys heard that. If not, then ignore it. Yeah, there's nothing. But uh, so anyway, the Red Sox are off to a horrible start. What even is it, Andy? They lost They're now today. six and twelve. They got smoked by the Yankees. And, James uh, Paxton. Ten, yes. And I yeah. will say that yeah. uh, one thing: Chris Sale is now zero and four this year yes. with an eight point five ERA. That's not good, ladies. It's, it's and concern because it, it is like a concern because number I, one, he got his ring and he's ready to not be throwing hard anymore. But also, he just got a massive extension. The, here's my thing: a lot of times when these guys, a couple reasons. When these guys get the big money, I feel like sometimes it does put either one of two things. Either you don't care because you got paid or you overthink thinking like, oh, I've got to live up to this contract. And then you kind of start getting in your head. And then the other thing is maybe he's injured and we don't know about it. Like I wouldn't be surprised if regardless he ends up on the IL now, I guess you call it the injured list. If he ends up on the injured list soon because uh, just to rest him even for like two weeks. 
because there's something going on with him. He's too good to be pitching this bad. And the Red Sox are just not hitting good. And I'll tell you right now, I didn't even think this team was that good last year. Even though, yes, they won the World Series. They were the dominant team. They just didn't impress me. I know Mookie Betts had a great year. Martinez, those guys are great hitters. But just overall, other than those two, they just that team really just doesn't excite me. Ben Attendee a little bit. But uh, here it is this year now, and they're not doing that well. And I'll tell you what, they got to be careful because obviously Baltimore and Toronto are going to be at the bottom of that division. But this Yankee team, once they get healthy, they're going to start winning games. That lineup's going to be brutal once it gets healthy. That pitching staff's going to be all right. But the Tampa Bay Rays are for real. Tampa Bay Rays, even though Blake Snell, he did get hurt. He's on the DIL now. He, like, fell to Fractu- the bathroom. Yeah, he fractured his toe. Something fell on oh, his toe. Shit. Fractured his toe, so that hurts them. But they still have Charlie they have Morton, who looks good. They have Glass now, that looks good. Who else yeah. do they have? Was that just those three? Are their um, main starters? And yeah, then they, they do, do they do one of those games. bullpen games. Their bullpen's one of the top bullpens in baseball. That lineup's not horrible. It's got guys you've never heard of, but they do well. And then, uh, and then the, here's the thing: I always say this every year with baseball. It's the one sport where it really does matter about the trade deadline because teams go out and actually really do make moves with what they need. So if a team's like Tampa Bay is doing good, they may go out at the deadline and add a bat to that lineup or even a starting pitcher and become a real contender. And that Tampa Bay team, they. Do it. It's, they're almost remind me of like the Oakland A's. Like they are almost doing it in like that analytical way, of like just guys yeah. that get on base and field well, and they just win in their own strategy way and strategic way. And they've been fun to watch. I mean, they're guarantee you if they keep this up in the summer, they're going to start getting some TV games. We might see some Sunday night baseball there. But the biggest thing is they need to start bringing some fans to that stadium. Yeah, I think that's still a problem. Yeah, that stadium never. It's just Florida in general. They just I mean, do not like going to baseball. There's just games. too many strip clubs in the area. You can't get the guys to yeah, come out. That's yeah, true. There's a lot to do there. It's, yeah. Just facts. Um, What's your take on Boston, though? You think it's a? I mean, I like, said I was a little down on them just because of, you know, World Series hangover, the fact that they their year just worked out perfectly. So they weren't a 108 win team, but um, this seems to happen with the Red Sox. This is their cycle. They'll be right back in it six years from now with totally new players. I don't know. Because remember, they they seem to go back and forth in last place to win the World Series, to last place, the last in the last cycle they had. So. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, I wish them no success. <laughs> I mean, fuck, fuck Matt Damon. Whoa. Matt need... Damon or Johnny Damon or both? I mean, both. Johnny Damon probably more because I actually like Matt Damon's movies and Johnny Damon, I didn't really respect his work at all. Can I uh, tell you really quick about Johnny Damon that I've said before? That there was a game years ago where Boston Red Sox scored, I think it was either 12 or 14 runs. I think it was 14 runs in the first inning. Johnny Damon went three for three that inning and was only missing one thing for the cycle. Yeah. Could you imagine hitting a cycle in one inning? No, you can't. I don't think it's ever happened. <laughs> I can Never probably guarantee it's ever But also, speaking of quick baseball news, because we talked about that, today, the Philadelphia Phillies, I don't know if you saw this yet, Andy. They won by a lot. Did you see what happened in the first inning? No. The Philadelphia Phillies' first eight batters all scored. It, after the going in, no, the number the number nine hitter was up with no outs, nobody on, and it was 8-0. Wow. All eight, they scored eight runs in their first eight. Batters. So just like spot the team eight runs and yeah, but uh, yeah. So that's uh, and the I think Matts went zero innings, six earned runs, four hits, two walks, and then there was a couple errors. Very Poor guy. That's uh, like at, at that point you just say you know what we're not even gonna like you could pitch tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll try it, it again happen. tomorrow. It no. Very special. He threw, he threw twenty five pitches. Go go again tomorrow. We'll see. We'll give you a couple days instead of like the week off. But then in situations like that, maybe you need a week off. But also in that situation, I feel like you don't want a week off. You're kind of like, let me go out there and redeem yeah, myself tomorrow. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I think uh, 
Is that going to wrap? That's up pretty sports? much our yeah. sports news. I think we'll have, we'll have a lot more next week because the playoffs should be in this about the second round by then. Yeah. Further yeah. along, we'll tell you who's in there. Well, no, some of the some of the yeah, it'll be over, close to the second round. Yeah, yeah. game seven more won't be till more next Thursday Friday. More probably. teams will be in the second round. Yeah, maybe the San Antonio Spurs already. Yeah, probably. That's a surprise. But uh, anyway, that will do it for uh, our sports episode of. Tony's Take Podcast 110. Getting up there, guys. Uh, Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Share with a friend. Check out our entertainment pods. I'm Sean. Joining with me, we have uh, Tony the Pony Cats. Yep. I don't know what... Andy, did you just bite the mic? No, I was going to... You threw it to the wrong person. Or the other other person. Okay. I was ready to say goodbye, so goodbye. There he is. That's uh, Off-Road Green Andy. And uh, I'm Sean. We'll see you later.